Don't miss All Access Sports Talk with Ken Trahan and Jude Young, Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. on WRKN, 106.1 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good morning, and welcome to the 27th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics and by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, and by Premier Automotive. Promotional consideration is provided by Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan. Reginelli's Pizzeria, with locations throughout the metro area. Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue. Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport. By Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall. Desi Vegas Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie. Chateau Cafe, with locations in New Orleans and Kenner. Moe's Pizza in West Wego. Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna. Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie. Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie. Fat Boys Pizza on Metairie Road, by Mike Sirio's Pull Boys and Deli on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Pull Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Manning's Restaurant at Harris Casino on Fulton Street. Now here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com, and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. Welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app available anywhere in the world for you to listen in via iHeart. You can also catch us. In many other ways, including via Alexa, just say play WRKN or play Nash FM 1061, and you'll get us as well. Our podcast available via CrescentCitySports.com. Following the show, just click on more, click on podcast, and listen to anything you'd like to listen to from today's show, especially all of Ed Daniels' great takes. Easy to do, right? So you can also email us, ed at WGNO.com, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com, or call the show at 504-260-1061. That's 260 260- 1061. Much to talk about. NFL final weekend starts today. National championship game is on Monday. Transfer portal, high school basketball, the Saints, the Pelicans, LSU basketball, men and women. Much to discuss with my good and great friend who's absolutely bored because he has nothing to do this weekend from WGNO. From the Clarion Herald, CrescentCitySports.com, and 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. He's Ed Daniels. Hi, Ed. I got that wrong, right? I'm bored to death. That's right. Well, you're sitting with me. That's right. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly right. Thanks a lot, man. You know, and then you're going to criticize my jump shot. 
So what jump shot? And the fact that I, <laughs> With you know, it's that I'm an under, underrated shooter and an unbelievable defensive player and uh, distributor. I, I don't know. A poor. I think it's poor shooter and hack butcher. That's what I think. <laughs> well, I like I like meat on occasion, so the butcher part's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. So hey, seriously, good to have you with us for another. All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Basketball Classic, the 11th year, and boy, it's a blessing to be back here doing this this year after a rough year last year. And for those that uh, would be skeptical, there have been absolutely zero issues here, okay? None whatsoever. It's been, it's run like a clock, it's done great. Everybody's enjoyed outstanding attendance, really good participants, and today we have the four championships of the four respective brackets that will take place on both the boys and girls side you've got the girls gold bracket the girls platinum bracket the boys state bracket and the boys national bracket you can watch all four of the championship games via crescentcitysports.com starting at about 150 or so with timmy bird bill gallagher vk jones and i will have all that for you as we look forward to those matchups and for those that are interested in what's happening we'll tell you about the matchups but first of all right now a consolation game taking place here on the main floor Ponchatoula, outstanding team under Patricia Landesh with a 30-16 lead over Ellender in girls' play. Two minutes to play in the first half of this one. All right, the girls' golds bracket championship matchup will feature A. Meade, who's terrific, against Washtenaw Christian, who's terrific, who's lost just one game all season long. That's a delicious matchup here. That's at 2 p.m. We'll have it at CrescentCitySports.com. Then you've got the girls' platinum bracket matchup following that at about 3.30 p.m. Lafayette High, Mighty Lions against the St. Louis Catholic Saints. Two terrific teams uh, that uh, have shown that throughout the course of the tournament, and we look forward to bringing that to you at CrescentCitySports.com. The Boys State Championship follows that, which will be at about 5 p.m., and that's McGill Tulin out of Alabama, a really good team against an outstanding Louisiana team in Ellender, and we'll have that for you at about 5, and then the Boys National Bracket Championship Right now, they're in the semifinal phase. They played this morning, so the finals will be tonight at about 7.30 or so. And the first semifinal this morning is Newton, Georgia against Westminster, Florida. The other semifinal, Ridgeview, South Carolina against Beaumont United out of Texas. The two winners will play for the title tonight at about 7.30 at CrescentCitySports.com. That's a mouthful, but it's been a good tournament with some really good teams, really good participants. And I guess the theme this year, Ed, would be the invaders, uh, the, the the invaders have taken over this tournament to a large degree. This is the uh, uh, best, I think, Kenny, without a doubt, the best boys out of state group that we've ever had. We've had eight teams here, and they're all really good. And and a couple of them, uh, two or three of them, are borderline exceptional. And you know, Newton, Georgia, is tremendous. Ridgeview, South Carolina, is tremendous. Beaumont United and Lehigh played a great game last night. You know, FSU High, they're not in the semifinals. They beat a really good car team by 27, I want to say. 24, 71-47. 71-47, yep. So, you know, I, it's, it's, it's amazing to me uh, how good these teams are, but they're really good. And the thing that, about them is that not only do they have talent, and the Louisiana kids have, you know, we have some talented teams too. But the thing that they have, Kenny, that I think more than that separates them is they have depth 
and they have length, and that's really a lot to overcome. So yeah. point guard from Ellinger, she's really good. She's excellent, of she course. She is terrific. Of course, Ponsatula has Jaylee Womack, and she's a star of going to right. Tulane. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, you've got a really uh, – Ellinger's a good basketball team, and, of course, that's Jemiah Singleton uh, for Ellinger. She's really good and quick. Of course, uh, wait till people get a chance to see Valencia – Jalencia Pierre out of Amy. She's incredible. Correct. Point guard. She is just something special to watch uh, with her handle, with her speed, her quickness, and her ability to create for others. She had nine assists to go with 20 points last night in the win over Carr. She could have had 15 assists. They missed some layoffs. I mean, she's that good. So there's so many great players to watch in this tournament. You mentioned the Newton team. They've got three Division One Power Five conference commits on that team, and they got a fourth that will be in Whitlock. So that's a special team. They're going to be hard to beat based on what I've seen, but stay tuned. We'll see what transpires. And again, come on out here today. I saw somebody on social media complained about the price, and I just all I could do was I had to respond because I, my response to that is you got to be kidding me. You're worried about paying $15 where your parking's free and you can stay all day and all night if you'd like and watch all these games. Correct. And you're complaining about that? you got to be kidding me. Well, I mean, seriously. You know what? What I say to people like that is consumers always right. If you think it's too high, don't come. i got news for you. A ton of other people have come and will come and consider it a great price and a bargain, which I believe it is. And that's not a shill at all. I don't get paid to do this. I'm just well, neither saying do what I. I think. <laughs> neither do I. You know, it's, it's the, the, the situation with the, with the gate is this. We've been $10 for as long as I can remember. Yeah. You know, we were eight when we first started, but that was 11 years ago. And, you know, now we're, we, we went to 10, and we were 10 for seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the cost of putting on this event is, is not getting less. It's going higher and higher. And... We're not complaining. That's that's the the uh, what we do here. We, we 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 run a tournament. But if we want to run a quality tournament, that's what it takes to get it done. And that's what it takes to bring all these teams in from everywhere. And uh, you know, and I'll just say this, you know, right off the bat, Kenny, a team, no team in this tournament, no team in this tournament who has come in here from out of town or out of state has paid a dime for their hotel room. Right. And that's one of the reasons why we get people who want to come here. We want to make it affordable for the teams to come here so the children get to experience uh, what we're trying to do here. And it just, it costs money. When you, when you talk about arena rental, and look, the, the council in Jefferson Parish has been tremendous. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to use this. We, we have two goals here. Number one is to give the, the kids a great experience. And our second goal is, frankly, is to fill all these hotel rooms and bring business to Jefferson Parish. And those are our goals. And believe me, no one on this committee, okay, me and my partner, Timmy, we've spent money on it. We don't make money on it. And we pay a handful of people who work very hard. And, and, that's, and that's it. 
and we do everything we can to run the best tournament we can. And look, we think that part of what we have done here has allowed us to be the host site for the girls select basketball championships here in February. Uh, we're looking forward to it immensely, even though there is a, it is the, the week before Mardi Gras. We, we think we're going to have big crowds here. I was talking uh, to one of the coaches from one of the schools who hopes to be here, and he says if we are here, then we, we might bring 2,000 people here to New Orleans for the state championships. That's what we're trying to do. So the, the days of a $10 tournament like this I think if you go around the country, and I, I surveyed a lot of coaches. I asked a lot of coaches over the months as we started to get this thing together. Going back to, you know, March or April of last year when, mm -hmm. we, when we start to book our field, really in February of last year, we start to get our field together. Right. And the, and the one thing I said, uh, you know, coaches, we're going we're gonna to charge 15 and $7 for children 12 and under. Do you think that's unreasonable? And I didn't hear one response where, yes, that is unreasonable. And believe me, I listen to the coaches, all right? Sure. Sometimes the coaches, you know, when and we have coaches who complain every year, and I get that. You know, some of them are unhappy about things, and I think some of their complaints are legitimate. I don't agree with everything they say. They don't agree with everything I say. But, I, you know, I surveyed a lot of coaches about that and said, hey, this is where we think our price point is this year. What do you think? And, uh, and they agreed, and it hasn't hurt our attendance at all. In fact, I think, I think our Thursday crowd was as large a crowd as we've ever had here, Kenny. Right. And, again, I am respectful of all opinions and of all people, and I respectfully disagree with said individual. Bottom line is my response to everything. People have called these shows over the years. People have sent emails and said, Oh, you know, the Saints went up on their ticket prices or, or the bottom level seats at a Pelicans game are too much or whatever and all that kind of stuff. And my response, and I think yours has been the same over an extended period of time, has been the consumer is always right. The consumer tells you whether or not you've got a product that is worth seeing right. for whatever price you tell. If people come, then obviously you made the right decision or the entity made the right decision about charging what they charge. And if they don't come, they're telling you that you're probably a bit high. Look, I've run events, as you know, for 30 years for the Saints Hall of Fame, and, and there have been times where we've increased the price. We actually lowered the price on two events most recently. Mm -hmm. And the reason we did that was twofold. We listened to the consumer, number one, especially in the midst of a pandemic and with people out of jobs and so forth. And, and number two, we felt like it was the best thing to do given those circumstances. The point being very simple. The consumer is always right. You listen to the consumer. People are entitled to their opinions. And ultimately, my response to everything about cost is it's your decision. If you want to come Correct. and you want to pay the price, great. And if you don't, that's great. Okay. No, All good. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so, that's my feeling about it. I agree. It. And, you know, look, um, like I said, we know what the numbers are. And we, we spend a lot of time on the financial side of it, hours and hours and hours, uh, trying to figure this thing out and trying to make it work. And we, we know what it costs to run this event. And we just think that it's it's – it's critical that we keep up, and hopefully we can stay at 15 for a while. Uh, but, you know, look, 
I'll give you an example. Security now, you got to go through metal detectors. That only started a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. I think in 20, 2020, our, our tournament two years ago, was the first time we used them. Maybe 19 we used them, either 19 or 20. But then you, what you're looking is what you're looking at is you're looking at another three or four thousand dollars to have that security here to check purses and bags. All right, so that's to keep everybody safe. But the point is, is that it's three or four thousand dollars. Right. And you know, for instance, uh, everybody who 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 came in here today or over the last four days, they want to wear a mask. We have masks who are readily available. Well, the tournament bought them. Now, I know it's not a, a giant expense, but there's there's several add-ons like that, and that's just the way it is. And um, it's not it's not getting cheaper to run these events. And I think you know tournament directors around the country would tell you that. Yep. And that's just the way it is. And and we're not trying to hijack anybody. Believe me, I you know our, one a gentleman one year. You know, came up to me and he said, "Man, you must be putting a lot of money in your pocket." And I, you know, and he was very kind. And I said, "Sir, you know what? I tell you what. If you if you went over the financials of this thing, you would be, you would be, um, <laughs> you would be, you would be enlightened." And we just left it at that. No doubt. Look, it's again, it's beauty's in the eye of the beholder. It's all good, regardless. Now, the game going on right now. It's halftime. Pontchartrain women leading Ellender thirty-five. To 19 and Tulane commit Jaylee Womack has 18 points in the first half for the Lady Greenwave. She's a terrific player. Uh, Patricia Landash has done an outstanding job over an extended period of time. Last year they had Womack and Amora Graves and were really good. And they're good again this year playing in this game. They lost to St. Louis Catholic 58-54 who's in a championship game and they'd beaten St. Louis earlier this year. That's a great matchup between those two teams. But all good. And again, we've told you the schedule about what's to come. I've tweeted it out, and you can follow our tweets at CrescentCitySports.com. And, of course, the uh, the tag is SB Prep Classic, where you'll find all the other updates via Twitter all day long. And we hope you uh, certainly will do so and enjoy doing so. I want to mention, too, before we get to our first break, that we've got UNO basketball coming up at 1.30 here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM in the Southland Conference tip-off tournament. UNO is playing Northwestern State at 1.30 this afternoon in Katy, Texas. Jude Young will be on the call of that one. So can you hear Jude's uh, sarcastic voice right now or what? (laughs) (laughs) They call that a foul. Yeah, sure. Okay. (laughs) As opposed to the other homers who are like, that's not a foul. What are you talking? I just like the way he goes about no, his saying he, it. So. He slices him up diligently. Yeah, that's right. It. It's that's a, it's a velvet it. hammer. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, the velvet the hammer. The velvet hammer. There's no question. But but he, slice, he slices and dices very diligently. Hey, before we get to the break and then talk about all the other entities in our area in sports, I know you want to give a shout-out to Christy Bear and Timmy Bird. They've been great partners in this for quite some time now, right? Yeah, I mean they've been they've been amazing, and uh, you know, Timmy does a great job getting all these uh, schools, and really being our representative uh, on the boys' side does a tremendous job. And and you know, Christy, as far as just running the tournament day by day, it's pretty amazing. And 
uh, what she's been able to do is um, it's off the charts. And to coordinate all the scorekeepers and the officials and, you know, all the other things that go with the tournament. Believe me, yesterday for the first time, usually it, ha it happens this way, on Friday evening I actually got to watch some games. And even though it's a, it's a basketball <laughs> tournament, I actually got to watch a couple of games and because I didn't worry about a thing. I mean, she's running the tournament. I mean, I'm just – I'm just here, and I'm like, okay, well, I actually watched a little basketball last night, and it sure was fun. I watched, uh, I watched Washita Christian and and uh, Dominican play. Well, that was a good game. That was a good game, and I watched, uh, I watched um, Walker and uh, St. Louis Catholic play. That was a good ball game too, and I watched uh, John Curtis and. Uh, who did John Curtis play yesterday? Kenny Lafayette. Young. Lafayette. Yeah. That was a heck of a game. Yes, it was. And then we had some great games here on the main floor, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you can read a whole bunch of stories on those games at CrescentCitySports.com from yesterday and all week long as we we have a story on a Lafayette-Curtis game. You know, we have stories on the Newton-St. Mary's game, the Westminster Matt Civics and Sciences game, the Amy Carr game, the Allender East Jefferson game, the Dominican Washtenaw Christian game. All those stories at CrescentCitySports.com. Hey, we've enjoyed partnering with you and covering this event from day one. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's it's a good time. It's a good time, and uh, it's great to be back. I remember last year at this time, I'm sitting at home, and I'm like, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> and it was just, it was just different. And you know, we we again. It's just, it's great to be back, and, and, and it's great to be around. You know, more than anything, you know, it's great to be around the kids. It's just fantastic to watch to watch these young ladies out here play right now and to watch the young men play. It's just a lot of fun. And it just and the, the thing that's, that's amazing to me, Kenny, is the skill level uh, just keeps going up and up and up. And it's fun to watch these kids play basketball because they are – Really, this young lady from Ellender just hit two three-pointers at the top of the key. I mean, it, they're talented. Yeah, they made this a game at 37-27. Oh, yeah. But you know what? It's just, it's just great to watch these kids on the floor and to watch them compete. And I, and the one thing we want more than anything else, we want them to have fun and enjoy the experience, and to look back later in life and say, you know what? I played in this event and I had a good time. That's it. If we can do that, we're good. All right, if you'd like to join in the conversation, we'd love to hear from you at 504-260-1061, 260-1061. When we return, we'll touch on college basketball in Baton Rouge at LSU. It's been an interesting week there. We want to talk about that. We'll get into the Saints extensively, the Pelicans, the National Championship game, transfer portal, all of those things. Your calls always welcome about any topic at 504-260-1061. Back in just a moment from the Alario Center with the Three Tailgaters Show. On 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. 
Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's hands and all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day 2022. Conventional wisdom said we couldn't make a 400-horsepower sedan that's also a plug-in hybrid. At Volvo, we don't follow conventional wisdom. The all-new Volvo S60. Learn more at volvocars.com forward slash US. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at bergeronvolvo.com today. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. Get ultra strong for your South Pole. Charmin keeps your undies wider than the North Pole. A shiny, hiney, a brand new year. Call it a Charmin, happy new year. May your holidays be Charmin, clean, merry, and bright. May all your undies be Charmin, clean, white. Charmin ultra strong just cleans better. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Yes, Miss Tubbs. Uh, no problem. I'll call someone about the plumbing. One of Beatrice's properties needs a new superintendent. Someone with handyman superpowers and a concierge alter ego. Does anyone know any good electricians near Parkville? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Live from the Alario Center, where the 11th Annual All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Basketball Classic is taking place as we speak. And again, all four championship games you can watch live at CrescentCitySports.com or via replay anytime you want as well as they live eternally. So we hope you will, and we look forward to that. I'll have coaches Timmy Bird, Bill Gallagher with me, along with VK Jones. Ken and Ed with you as we march on. All right, Ed, so college basketball, very big week for LSU. LSU men get a big win at home over Kentucky, came from behind in the second half to do it on a night where they renamed the court after Dale Brown. It was only appropriate that they were able to win that game and honor Coach Brown on the same night. Then the LSU women a couple of nights ago played the number one team, South Carolina, off their feet. Had the lead in the third quarter, but just couldn't hold it and got hammered on the boards, which really cost them. And uh, South Carolina wins 66-60. to Still, I think that was a statement game for Kim Mulkey's team. I think they are ready to compete with the top level of basketball in the country. 
Maybe not quite ready to beat a team like that yet, but close to it. And kudos to the LSU basketball program. Oh, by the way, they had just under 10,000 at the PMAC for the LSU women's game against South Carolina. Great excitement there. Whether you love or dislike Will Wade, there's excitement there, and they're playing well. A lot to be said. I want you to comment on that, but I also want to say this too. Uh, Dawn Stanley, she's maybe the best in the country, a program South Carolina, maybe the best in the country. And she made a statement after the game that if Nikki Fargus had had the support that Kim Mulkey has and then kind of left it open-ended, I respectfully disagree with that. Nikki Fargus had a long time at LSU to be productive at a place where they have been a Final Four program and a Final Eight program many times under a couple of different coaches previously. And oh, by the way, quite a few of the players that are playing now were not her players. So with all due respect, I, I would disagree with that statement. I think a coach does make a difference. That's my point. And right. I think we're seeing that with LSU women's basketball. Well, look, I, I, how long was Nikki Fargus at LSU? Oh, she was there quite I mean, I could give you the I, I mean, I, I think she got a lot of time. She did. To, to prove that she could do the job. And, and when she got there, she got a very, very hefty contract from Joe Oliva. Am I right? Yes. So I don't. Um, 11 seasons to answer 11 the seasons. Yeah. And at the end, they were not a factor in the SEC. No. Is that accurate? That's accurate. So, you know, I, I just, I just, I don't agree with that. I, I just don't agree with that. Okay, so their last NCAA appearances was the 2017-2018 was season. Correct. So, and look, if, if you're in the Southeastern Conference in women's basketball and you're not making the tournament, you're not a good team. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. If you don't make the tournament and you're and you're in women's basketball in the Southeastern Conference, which is outstanding, then you're not a good team. That's all there is to it. And I have respect for Nikki Fargus and wish her nothing but the best with the Las Vegas Aces, where she's at now. But I just thought that statement was not accurate at all. No. And, I think the coach has made a significant difference. And I think anyone would attest to that. Ask Alvin Kamara. He's, he's tweeting out all kinds of things about Kim Mulkey. That's my, that's, that's my lady. That's my program. He went to the game the other night right. and was very impressed and really enjoyed it and said he'll be back. So, right. again, I just think you give credit where credit's due. Uh, coaches do make a difference. You've got to have the players at any level to win. Uh -huh. But coaches can make a difference. That's my point. Well, I mean, you know, I don't think there's any doubt that, that she's made a difference. And uh, are they paying her a lot of money? Yes. Absolutely. How many national championships has she won? Yeah, well, I mean, the expectations Three? are there. Yeah, and final fours and so forth. Yeah, so. exactly. So if you're going, you know, there's a handful of coaches in the country that are the best. And she's one of the best. No doubt. And with regard to Will Wade, again, you know, there's going to be haters out there, and I, I get it completely. And I'm not a fan of the things that were said or what were done, but again, here we are. How many times are you going to talk about this? Nothing's happened. And it's, you're starting to believe that nothing will happen. I, I mean, I just can't imagine. To his credit, he just keeps recruiting good players, mm -hmm. and they continue to be an NCAA program. Right. And look at all the players that he lost from last year. Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say, I think it was a giant get for him to get Darius Days to come back. No you know? question. Because not only is the guy a great leader, but he's a great three-point shooter. He had only nine points the other night in that game. 
But he had two giant three-pointers down the he stretch. Did. Two huge three-pointers. And, um, you know, I thought it was interesting that the night that LSU dedicated the court to Dale Brown, they beat Kentucky because Dale Brown was adamant. That was, that was one of the things that was in his sights when he got to LSU was beating Kentucky. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he did it a lot and took a lot of pride in it. I thought it was terrific. Okay, we're looking at 221 to play in the third quarter. Ellender girls have cut the punch. Tula girls lead to 38-31. Different game here in the second half of this one at this point. Loyola men are now 15-0, still ranked number one in the country. They had a long layoff for COVID. They come back and won two in a row again. Uh, that's a special season unfolding with Stacy Hollowell. That team has, what I really like about their team, and I've watched them play twice, is they can go 9-10 deep, and they've got, on a given night, four or five guys that could be the, the guy. That's what makes them good. Well, I mean, you know, they've got Reitzel and Burns are very good, but so is Brandon Davis. Real good. And, uh, you know, they, they've, got, they've got a talented team. And this is their year to try to win that national championship. Agree? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. They're in a good position now. So really good opportunity for them. And the way they're playing is just spectacular. And you hope it can continue. And the fact that they were able to do this after this layoff was special. Ellen is making a real run here. They've got an AM1 and 38-33. And about to cut this deficit to four points after being down by 18 in the first half. So well, two, two totally different games here. A couple, couple of things have happened. Uh, the point guard was playing really good early. But she's gotten some help here in the second half. And they made some big shots. Pochtula also lost a, a key player in the first half to injury. They already have a, a primary player out with a broken leg, and now they've got a second player that got hurt in the first half, so clearly uh, their lineup has been affected by this, and Yellen has really tightened its defense. They've started pressing, and they've double-teamed Jaylee Womack, and they forced another turnover, so they continue to do a great job in that regard, and it keeps happening, so this game has become really good. Again, this is a third-place game, and two teams that are really good in Louisiana showing that. Jaylee Womack just scored, driving the floor with a left-handed layup. She's, as I mentioned, on her way to Tulane, so that's a great get for the Green Wave. And Coach Lisa Stockton, and I should mention as well, uh, since we mentioned that, that coming up on Monday night on my show on Monday night, I'll have Lisa Stockton on with me as one of my guests this coming Monday night to talk about her program. She won't be able to talk about Jaylee Womack yet, who just scored again, but she can talk about her fine basketball program. And we certainly look forward to to that as we continue to update you from the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Basketball Classic. It's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 if you'd like to join in the conversation. Much to talk about where the Pelicans are concerned, much to talk about where the Saints are concerned, much to talk about where the national championship game in college football is concerned. We'll hit on the Pelicans next, then we'll get into the meat of the football with you as we continue live from the Alario Center, Ken and Ed, Rudy Dixon, our producer, three tailgater show here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and on the web at NashFM1061.com. 
Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day 2022. For 15 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field of high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald E. Gardner Award on the field at the Caesar Superdome during the 2021 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Saturday night, December 18th. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning as we march on from the Alario Center. Ken and Ed with you. And again, if you'd like to join in the conversation, it's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. Let's head to Kenner where Larry awaits us. Hi, Larry. Thanks for the call. Welcome to the Three Tailgaters Show. I wanted to ask you a question about not the college football game, this playoff game this year, but uh, you there? Yeah, we're here. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, my daughter, who's a big sports fan, commented that uh, a good friend of hers and her husband were going up to Indianapolis to watch the championship game. I said, Indianapolis? It can't be there. It's got to be in one of the big bowl, six bowls. I thought they set that up a few years ago. And now I see where I, I follow a lot of college sports. Where did I miss that thing where these things are now going to other than the Rose, Fiesta, Cotton, Sugar, Orange, or Peach Bowl? Uh can you enlighten me on that, where I missed that? And it looks like it's going to be yes. going other places now. That's my question. Right. Well, what they, what they did was they put the championship game, sir, out to bid. And it's no longer a rope before. It was a rotation amongst the Rose, Fiesta, Sugar, and Orange. Right. Well, the and sugar once every four every, years, every we, got that champion, we got that championship game. But now it goes everywhere. Dallas, it's been to Tampa, I believe. I think it's going to L.A. And, look, it's going to, the reason it's going to Indianapolis is because the NCAA is, is, is headquartered there. That's why they always get the Final Four. Now, I mean, I, it's a basketball haven. I get that. It's Indiana. It's basketball. But as far as, you know, that game goes out for bid all the time. And the, and the issue now is, for Louisiana, is, you know, are we going to spend the money to attract that game? For instance, the Sugar Bowl took money out of their uh, coffers two years ago to get the LSU-Clemson game here. Well, the you know, they get the national championship here in January of 2020. So... You know, look, it's it's uh, it's like everything else. It's 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 money, and if you remember, we used to be in sort of a rotation for the Super Bowl. We're not anymore. 
We, we're getting it in January of 2025, but after that, it might be a long time before we get it again. And college well, football is basically, I think it's fair to say, Kenny, adopting a Super Bowl model, right? Very much so. Yeah, it's all yeah. about the money. It's all for bid. And Ed mentioned yeah. All-State Sugar Bowl put up a ton of money. I think it was $8 million. Put themselves in debt to be able to get that championship game, right. much to the delight of all fans throughout Louisiana, with LSU being here to conclude but, an incredible know, season. But look, as, as someone who runs a minuscule event compared to that, and ours is minuscule compared to that, you know, you start to understand what it takes to run these events and the financials. And and look, if the economic impact of something like this is is you know three, four, five hundred million dollars, why wouldn't you spend eighteen or twenty million dollars to make that happen? It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't I don't understand why there's any pushback about that. I, somebody's, we, you know, when we talk, we talk about attracting businesses here and making our state better for, for everyone, all colors, all creeds, everybody who loves Louisiana. But then, but then we complain about spending money that, that puts money in the pockets of so many people here, especially during the holiday season. I don't get it. I don't understand. Someone's got to explain it to me. Well, just, just, a, just a follow-up question. Is it still automatically set in stone that every third year or so the Sugar Bowl will get one of the semifinal games? Yes. That is, right now you have the New Year's Six Bowls. That's a great question. Last year was the Sugar Bowl in the rotation, and, of course, they were unfortunate to catch the COVID uh, situation, yep. which, 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 by the way, 6,000 people were in there for the Clemson-Ohio State game. Right. And it was a heck of a game. But, yeah, once every six years. Now, that may change uh, when, when you look at, at, at making a uh, – I don't know how it would, would go with the, new, with the new playoff thing, but that's how it is. That's how it is right now, where once every three years you're a semifinal. And, and that would actually be the Sugar Bowl. There wouldn't be an extra semifinal game with another game. Yes, the Sugar that Bowl. is that, correct. That would actually that be is the correct. Bowl for that year. Yes, that is the Sugar Bowl. That is correct. And in the years that it's not a national semifinal, it's the highest-ranked teams available from the Southeastern Conference and Big the Big 12. So this year, Baylor won their league, but they weren't in the playoff, so they went to the Sugar Bowl, and Alabama won the league, and they, they, they chose Ole Miss who is a very good team and had a 10-win season. So, And Georgia was in the playoff, too. So you went to the quote-unquote third SEC team, which was still a very good team. But because Georgia had won the East and Alabama had won the West and won the league title, both of those clubs were in the playoff, so you went to Ole Miss. All right, that answered my question. Good show, guys. Thank you all. Bye now. Thank you so much. Right, Larry, our pleasure. Appreciate you listening in, Kenner, and call anytime. It's 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation. And, yeah, the Sugar Bowl, I think, had one of the two best matchups outside of the playoffs. Unfortunately, quarterback gets hurt early in the game and kind of changed the dynamic. Takes nothing away from Baylor. They deserve to win, and they were the better team. And Dave Aranda, by the way, he's not such a bad coach after all, is he? He's, he's pretty good. <laughs> you know what? Um, I just like the way the guy 
conducts his business. Me too. I agree with you. I mean, I, I just think it's a beautiful thing to watch. And, um, you know, and all this stuff about, well, you know, he's not a firebrand or whatever. But it's pretty obvious that the kids want to play for him. And he's respected highly in the locker room. And I told the coach that here last night. Yeah. I told the coach of a team, that I'm not going to say who it was, mm -hmm. but I told the coach, I said, look, one thing I can tell you by watching all these games is not all of these kids listen to their coaches. Right. And strange as it may seem, that is absolutely true. And you can watch these games, all right? And I watched a game last night where everyone on that bench – and everyone on the floor was totally tuned in to what the coach said. And, you know, to me, I told, I told the, the individual that. I said, Coach, that is a sign of respect. I thought it was really cool. And that's what's really cool about that when you watch that. And I think Baylor has that with Dave Aranda. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's, it's one of those situations where they've got uh, a coach that they're going to be really happy with. By the way, did you see his reaction to when he got the whole uh, Gatorade water bath? That's another story. Uh, don't you think it's about time that goes away? Seriously? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, to the point of distraction where uh, I don't want to go so far as to call it an offense, but, I mean, you're soaking a guy who's got his all of his belongings on him and everything else imaginable. And, oh, by the way, have you ever had any of that liquid on you that's not water it's sticky as can be and, and everything else and i mean it, it's it's kind of growing tired you know what i mean kind of like the wave in my estimation but yeah but my I'm point not, was if you saw yeah. aranda's reaction when they dumped it on him he didn't like he it. didn't even react he just had a scowl on his face like he was moving on yeah. he didn't smile wasn't thanking players or anything else and yeah he didn't like it and and yeah but he but he was on he he, well, he he was unmoved by it at least when you looked at his expression, which tells you about yeah. his demeanor. I mean, that's... Yeah, no, I, I, I got it. I saw it. I got it. I was sitting at my desk because I had gone to the game and I had to come back to do the 10 o'clock news. And I was, I, was, uh, I was watching the end of the game at, at my desk last Saturday night. And I was like, okay, I get it. All right, it's 49-43, the Pochtula... Lady Wave leading the Ellender. Lady Patriots with 5.49 to play. Ellender's storm back in the second half. As I mentioned, Pochtuma lost one of their key players in the first half to injury. They already have one of their players out with a broken leg, so no doubt that's impacted things. But Ellender's very good, and they've come back in a strong way in this game. Two really good teams. And you know what, Kenny? They've got a great girls' basketball tradition. Yeah, they do. They've been good for a long, long, long time. time. Yeah, 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 and you can tell that. Look. You can you can tell these kids are out here and they're 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 playing really hard, and these young ladies are you know the uniform means something to them and playing in this program means something to them and I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I think that's a that's a legitimate statement. And then with regard to the follow up to Larry's call, as we've talked about ad nauseum, the 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 dynamic has changed. You can change your opinion based upon what happens because ultimately in life. There are things that look good uh, and seem good and smell good in theory that in practice don't turn out to be that way. I think that's the unintended consequence of this playoff system that we have. Somebody called the show the other night and said the BCS was better. 
they always got it right. They got the right matchups and the I right agree. teams. And I don't disagree with that. I agree. In retrospect, and I based was a, upon the way the playoff has unfolded. Right. I was a playoff person when it happened. I was Me too. I was completely wrong because I'm watching these games, and guess what? There's blowouts. Yes. So do, do you think that uh, – I think the only thing the playoff is going to do is create more blowouts. <laughs> well, I, well, I, well, yes, but – my point that I was getting to was I've changed my opinion about the expansion of the four-team playoffs. I, I now believe you should do it. And right. the primary reasons are unintended consequences. The NILs, coaches leaving early, the transfer portal, all these things, and opt-outs. Well, They've created you know, a different dynamic to where if you, if you eliminate – or if you add on to the playoffs, I should say, uh, you eliminate some of these early transfers. You eliminate coaches leaving early. You eliminate transfer portal stuff early. You eliminate opt-outs. You're never going to totally eliminate it. Right. But it is going to regulate yeah. that and change it. I think because of those reasons, and last but not least, because it makes more bowl games relevant and us being in New Orleans with the Sugar Bowl following up on the previous caller's sure. point. Makes the Sugar Bowl a quarterfinal every a quarter year. Quarterfinal every theory, year, theoretically. Exactly, yeah. it makes it a it no. Makes and it I, a I, game I get all year. that, but but the the other bowls are suffering greatly. I'll give you an example. Um, I'm watching the game the other night. I'm at my desk. I'm watching the game the other night, the Texas Bowl. And the guy who's doing the uh, commentary for ESPN at halftime does a great job. I'm not going to mention the gentleman's name. He's he's very thorough and does a great job. But the one thing that he, that he said that I, I didn't respectfully disagree with was he said it's going to be an exciting second half. And I really didn't know which game he was watching, to be honest with you. I was like, an exciting second half? LSU has no players. I mean, that's a ridiculous statement. Yeah. yeah no and, disrespect, but. Yeah, I mean, it was. But, but here's the problem, though. It gets to my point. The, Kenny, the problem is this. ESPN owns the bowl game. They own the Texas Bowl. Of course. They own it. They they are the owner of the game. All right? And they're, they own a lot of bowl games. So they're going to promote these games as legitimate football. And what we saw Tuesday night was not legitimate football. I'm sorry. It wasn't. No knock on, you know, because of the circumstances. But, you know, everybody everybody was all over Leonard Fournette's case for opting out of the bowl game, right? Turns out that he was ahead of his time. Now it's the norm. It's not It's not the exception. It is, it's and we all, we all can have different opinions on that. Somebody we know very well was referred to Jamar Chase as a quote-unquote quitter, which I thought was absurd. Uh, there's a difference between what Terrace Marshall did deep into a season, yes. there's a difference between that and what Leonard Fournette did prior to a bowl game, and there's a difference between those two with regard to what Jamar Chase did, which he did before a season, uh -huh. okay? Well, personally speaking, me. before a season, mm -hmm. while you may be disappointed, I don't have any problem with that. You didn't, you didn't go into that. Your team knew you weren't going to be there. Uh, they had to prepare without you, and you didn't impact things by playing or not playing at any point in time. Well, I'll give you an example. Yeah. I, I respect the man. I respect his father. I think his dad's a great guy. But I think Garrett Mustmeyer should have been on the field Tuesday night. Okay? I, 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 you know, 
I wish he would have reconsidered that decision. And I respect his decision. Yeah. Okay, I really do. I understand. I understand. But I wish he would have played on Saturday, on Tuesday night. And, um, you know, maybe that's selfish on my part. And, and, and look, the, these guys all – and it's obvious that, that Garrett uh, Nussmeyer thinks he has a professional future and he wants to protect that. But the one thing I would ask, Kenny, do you really think he's going to be in college football for five years? Highly doubtful. Yeah, I mean, that's, but that's my point, okay? He's not going to be there for five years anyhow. Right. So why not play in the game? That's that that that's all I'm saying, and uh, and and you know, look, all of these guys who wear that uniform and represent our state, I wish them well. I really do. Just sometimes I just respectfully disagree, and I wish he would have played. That's all. All right, would the, have made a, a big difference in the game. I think it would have. In the case of Chase, he clearly made the right decision, whether you like it or not. Right. I was disappointed. That and he I didn't think play, COVID, based and upon I think what COVID he's done, had something to do with that too. Well, it, it may have, and you would know, yeah. frankly. But having said that, right. based upon what's happened, it's obvious he didn't hurt himself. He's having an incredible year right. in his rookie year, right? But, I mean, look, the, the, money, the money is gigantic, all right? And, and you, can't, you can't blame somebody for having the opportunity, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, for generational wealth, okay? You can't, you can't find fault with that. You know, you just can't, and and um, I understand. But in the the flip side of it is, I love Matt Corral. Everybody said it's going to hurt his draft stock. I draft him in a heartbeat. All right, if I thought he was the guy for me, and I was worried, the only thing I was doing was evaluating intangibles. Boy, I would draft him in a heartbeat. What a what a guy who played for his team. How about that, huh? Well, pretty, pretty incredible. Fortunately, it looks like it's it's just a sprained ankle. Yeah, exactly. So, and you know what? But I, everybody was singing the death knell that right. night. Oh, you see, that's why you don't do right. this. What a terrible decision. And you know what? If and I, everything else. If I was an NFL general manager, it would be the exact opposite of saying I, I'm not going to draft him. I would draft him because, to me, he showed the ultimate in leadership skills to be out there in that situation and to put himself out there. I thought it was pretty darn incredible. So what are we saying? I'll tell you. Here's here's a wrap on what we're saying here. Each individual has his own decision to make. Correct. And each one has to make the right decision for And no one is right, him. right no or wrong. No one is universally right or wrong. Right. We both feel the same way right. about this. And and that's what we were getting at. Right. So and look, and when I'm, you want to knock Leonard Fournette for opting out before a bowl game, uh, all power to you. Okay. When you want to knock Terrace Marshall for leaving eight or nine right. games into the season, uh, all power to you. On that one, I happen to agree. If right. you want to knock Jamar Chase for opting out prior to a season starting, have at it. I don't agree with you. Right. And look, I I under I understand both sides of it. And, and, and I do too. And the same and with Garrett Nussmeyer, he's protecting he's protecting his career, and I get that. Right. The only thing I would say is I wish he would have played. Okay. From a standpoint of the school, I wish he would have played. But he didn't, and that's his decision. And as we've said before, there is no right, there is no wrong. No, look, I mean, again, you allow persons to make their decisions like we're talking about with life decisions right now in this country and around the world. I think people do have the opportunity and should have the opportunity to make their own 
decisions, but I think that that's accurate in this case. And to just universally say, well, I hate Fournette and I hate Chase, I hate Marshall for doing what they're doing. Uh, by the way, you can go back and talk about Greedy Williams if you want, right? Yeah. I mean, that didn't work out too well, did it? No. And some people now are talking about Tyrion Davis-Price and what decision he made. Right. Because he's not even ranked very highly yeah. at all by NFL draft standards. Yeah. So well, because of his speed, that's why. Right. He's just yeah. a big guy. All right. got to go do something real quick. Let me well, step away take, one second. We're going to take a break in a moment anyway. So we'll let Ed get away and take care of his business. By the way, we're 2-11 to play in the game of this third-place game as we speak. And the girls... Bracket here. It is Ponchatoula 59 and Ellender 48. The Ponchatoula Green Wave women 59. The Ellender Patriot women 48. So Ponchatoula righted the ship after being in a very close game just a few minutes ago and they put themselves in position to put this game on ice. Ellender not going away though, making free throws as we speak. So they're still in this thing. And again, all four championship games live at CrescentCitySports.com. You can watch them all coming up. Starting at 2 p.m., we'll have the girls' uh, girls' uh, first bracket game, the girls' gold championship game at that time, where they meet Mushtaw Christian. Then the girls' platinum bracket championship game will follow with Lafayette High against St. Louis Catholic. Then we'll have the boys' state bracket championship game, our third game of the day between McGill Tulin, Alabama, and Ellender. And then we'll wrap it up with the boys' national bracket game. We don't know the finalists yet. It's all out-of-town teams. They're playing semifinals this morning, so we'll have that one for you. All of those games will be live at Crescent City Sports, where you'll have a chance to watch those games coming up this evening. And, oh, by the way, as we mentioned here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon, we'll have University of New Orleans basketball, the Privateers against Northwestern State, Coming up at 1.30, the Privateers and the Demons. Jude Young will be on the call from Katy, Texas at the Southland Conference tip-off classic. So that's coming up. That game taking place at 1.30 this afternoon right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Jay Lee Womack having a big game for Ponchatoula. We'll update you on the final when it comes up here shortly and tell you about her numbers for all you Tulane fans out there because she's a Tulane commit heading to play for Lisa Stockton for the Green Wave and what a great future she has. She's the real deal. Very, very good player. Did one of her games last year. Looks like we'll be doing a game of hers very soon as well. Once again, this year, she's awfully good and look forward to seeing what she can accomplish at the next level because she is a next level player. There is Little or no doubt about that, to say the least. All right, we're live from the Alario Center. It is the 11th Annual All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic. Ken Trahan with Ed Daniels. Rudy Dixon is our producer. And again, the number to call to talk anything sports is 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 to participate in the conversation. If you have the time, come on out here and see this incredible event. Games going on on multiple floors you pay one price you can watch as many games as you'd like uh, while you're here the parking's free outstanding facility outstanding events sponsored by the all-state sugar bowl who does so much for our community and so much for high school sports in particular uh, as you know the college sports we all know what they do on that level so clearly uh, the all-state sugar bowl plays an incredible role 
in our community and has done so for so many years now. And this event is just another example of the massive outreach that that entity has. And we are greatly appreciative of this event and greatly appreciative of what they do for our shows here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, for CrescentCitySports.com, and also for WGNO and Ed Daniels, and for this particular event in its 11th year. Look, they started this event 11 years ago, and they played the primary games at the Potch Train Center in Kenner, another nice facility, but there was only one court there, so they had to play other games at three or four of the high school facilities at the same time. And when they had the opportunity to move here to the Ilario Center, they could play all of the games in one location at the same times and bring all the fans in at the same time. And that made a heck of a difference and really catapulted this event into being something bigger, something more special, which it clearly has become. And they attract the incredible teams from out of state to come take on the teams from Louisiana has always made this fun and always made it special. And that is, of course, the case once again this year. Really special, to say the least. This game winding down, we're under 40 seconds to play. Uh, now 36 seconds and a clock stoppage. And the Pochtula Lady Wave, 64-51 over the Ellender Patriots. All right, we'll take a time out here. 504-260-1061 to join us. The second hour of the Three Tailgaters Show continues in a moment. We'll talk about the Saints National Championship game, the Pelicans and more. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Ken and Ed here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfast with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report, Memphis Region Zone E. Your station for prep sports year-round. We are WRKN 1061 FM Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show now. Call 504-260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Second hour begins, and we're glad you've taken time to join us this morning. Hey, we missed you for the last couple of weeks with Christmas and New Year's falling on a Saturday. So it's our first show in a while. We're sure glad to be part and parcel of this and have you rejoining us. So we've been blessed to do this for 27 years and hope to continue it for many years to come. Three Tailgaters show here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon and NashFM1061.com. Again, it's 260-1061. That's 260 260- 1061 if you'd like to join in the conversation. Mr. Greeny has checked in with us. Mr. Greeny, what's on your mind? Good morning. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, Kenny, how you doing, Kenny? 
Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, yeah. Hey, your other psychic buddy. He's somewhere around the house or undisclosed location. Ed Daniels. Hey, Ed. He's doing well. He's right here. He's doing fine. All right, buddy, buddy. You better basketball real. Let's go Yes, sir. It's a oh, great yeah. event here. I mean, well, great event here every year. We sure enjoy it. Without further ado, I predict one thing. The national championship game between Alabama and Georgia, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a win, it'll be a loser. I think Georgia's going to be Alabama by a close game. And uh, Tulane has got to do better than that this coming year. I hope they got rid of the... The key for the coach said, but it should. If they did, well, they should did, you know. But I, I predict another thing off the sports, off the track, that this coronavirus will be gone by the end, right before Christmas Day of this year, because Christmas Day falls on a Sunday. Hey, Ed, make it a great day, me. Make it a great weekend. Goodbye. Well, listen, I, Tulane's already made a change. Byron Dawson is is uh, no longer coaching their defensive line. They made that announcement, so he's he's no longer coaching their defensive line, so that's one change. And we'll see, Mr. Graney. There could be more to come. It was a disappointing season, to say the least, right? So, look, I mean, bottom line goes uh, without saying. Womack had 35 points in this game. Yeah, amazing game, Jaylee Womack. Just finished with 35 points. Sponchatulo was a winner, 66-53 over Ellender in the third-place game. So very impressive performance by her in this game. And, boy, she's she's the real deal, Tulane fans. You're going to get yourself somebody that's a very special. So 35 points for Womack, and Sponchatulo wins the game 66-53 and just looked great in the process of of getting it done, too. I mean, they were just really good. So impressive stuff and a really good performance by them. And we're doing double duty here. That's why we're slowing things up, but we'll get you back uh, tuned in to everything else that we're talking about here in just a moment as we march on here from the Alario Center where the boys' semifinals will be underway in the platinum bracket coming up here momentarily. And that game is going to take place here very shortly, which we're looking forward to as these teams are just taking the court as we speak. And in the boys' platinum bracket, the top bracket of this tournament, you've got semifinals coming up. Right now, we'll have the first game taking place on the boys' uh, national, I said platinum, the boys' national bracket is uh, what's taking place. And the first game up here is Newton, Georgia. And they're taking on Westminster, Florida. Great matchup. Two outstanding teams and a really special uh, teams. And, I mean, they're very, very good. So, really good job by Ponchatoula here. Very impressed with what they were able to do. And very, very outstanding performance by Jaylee Womack in this championship game. And, obviously, we, we hope to have the Ponchatoula North Shore girls game coming up uh, for you on CrescentCitySports.com. So, there's that. All right, it's 260-1061. That's 260-1061. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to hear from you. National championship game. Who do you have? Georgia, Alabama, and why? So many ways to go with this. Top of my head. 
Georgia's got better players, and they're the better team overall, talent-wise. But there's the aura of Alabama. There's the aura of Nick Saban. There's the fact that Alabama whipped Georgia in the SEC championship game. And it's pretty interesting that Daniels will rejoin us in in a little bit, but on our show last night, on All Access, Ed made the statement that in his mind, looking at history, rematches oftentimes turn out to be blowouts. You can cite the Alabama-LSU game, of course, to conclude the 2011 season in the Superdome, which was a real dud, unless you were a big Alabama fan. But even if you were an Alabama fan, it just wasn't a good game. There have been other instances as well. And, of course, if there is going to be a blowout, Ed's take is that it would be that Georgia would be the team that would win it. We had Chris Gordy of Lockdown SEC on the show last night. He liked Georgia, too. And as I said, if you looked at the performance of the two teams in the semifinals, I think Georgia played the better team in Michigan, and I think they looked better. Alabama ran the ball well. Robinson had a really good game. Bryce Young was okay. But again, he's missing a big-time receiver. They're missing a big-time offensive lineman. They're missing a key defensive player. And I think the injuries are a part of the issue here. Are the injuries going to slow Alabama? Can they mitigate those losses to be that team again, as they always seem to be? Or can Georgia finally prove that it is that program? They've been at that level or knocking on the door for many years, but they've never gotten over the hump. Georgia critics will point to the fact that they play in the SEC East, which is nowhere near as good as the SEC West, and as a result, their schedule isn't nearly as difficult, and I do not disagree with that, in particular in a year where Florida wasn't any good. They did play Clemson, but Clemson, while still pretty good, is nowhere near what they were at national championship level. So I don't think that the schedule that Georgia played was all that tough. And when they played Alabama, they obviously didn't show well. But they showed really well against Michigan. And they answered a lot of questions. First and foremost, their defensive front is lights out. Best in the country. Their defense, period, is lights out. It's the best in the country. They run the ball pretty well. And their quarterback has played well. Look, I mean, it's a great story for a guy who's not a scholarship player. It's been impressive. Todd Munkin does a good job. I just think it's a good team. Can Kirby Smart finally beat Nick Saban? Can a former assistant, a pupil, get over the hump against the teacher? It's a legitimate question, and it's a tough question to be answered because he's yet to prove that he can. And again, the aura of Alabama, the aura of Nick Saban. It's true, it's real, it exists, and somebody's going to have to prove that they can get past and get over it. I mean, that's basically what it boils down to because I think Georgia certainly has the players. I think Georgia's definitely got the team to do it. I mean, I think anybody that watches would, would say that in terms of talent. But again, they have to go out and show it. Alabama is vulnerable. We saw that against LSU. We saw that against Auburn. We saw that against Texas A&M. 
But again, you've still got to go out and beat this team. And can it be done? Can it be done indeed? It is a legitimate great question. I'm very keenly interested in the listener's take on this at 504-260-1061. 504-260-1061 to give us your opinion as to who's going to win the game and why. It is Monday night, of course, and I think it's going to be one of those games. I think you're talking about a game where I think it's it's not going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a good football game. I really believe that. Now, again, somebody's got to show otherwise to me that it won't be, even though Alabama won the regular season game rather easily. And even though, as Ed mentioned, rematches are oftentimes one-sided. Does anybody think that this one's going to be one-sided? I don't. I think it's going to be a good game. Remember the championship game they played not too long ago, the two attack of Iowa game. I mean, that took the ultimate guts on the part of Saban to make that change from Jalen Hurts, who's doing pretty well in the NFL right now. That was some decision that Nick Saban made. And clearly, 2018 game, I think this game turns out to be more like that game as compared to this game turning out to be more like the game we saw in the SEC championship. Just my opinion. Just to refresh your memory, 26-23 Alabama in that game over Georgia. To attack of Iowa, special. Alabama came back from a 13-point deficit to win it. 41-yard touchdown pass from to attack of Iowa to Devontae Smith, special player from Amy Heisman winner, and now another player playing well in the NFL with Hertz for the Philadelphia Eagles. So again, I mean, you look at this game, Georgia's favorite in the national championship game. I mean, they're favored right now. So, I mean, clearly, that's what you're looking at is what do the odds makers think about this game? I mean, right now the odds makers are on Georgia. And I get it, given the circumstances and given the, the teams. Right now, when I'm looking at the the most recent numbers on the game, it's Georgia minus three. So Bulldogs a three-point favorite most recently to answer the question from the you know the listeners as well. So that's the answer to our listeners. Three-point Georgia favorite at this point in the game. Uh, Ed's rejoining me now. We talked last night a little bit about this with Chris Gordy from Locked on SEC. Ed, you made the statement last night that you see many of these rematch games not turning out to be real good games that sometimes they turn out to be blowouts and and if in fact that turns out to be the case you would see georgia being the team that would win i would you know um the one thing about these games though if if you go back and look at some of these blowout games some of these rematch games a lot of more blowouts i i just don't think that a lot of times the rematch games aren't aren't as as good as the the hype in the first game and I also think that a big part of it is going to be the quarterback position 
And if that's the case, then it's a huge edge for Alabama because their quarterback, of course, is the Heisman winner and a very, very good player in Bryce Young. But, you know, the Georgia quarterback played well in the last game. And, um, yeah, I just think it's an intriguing matchup. Well, the thing I'm looking at is I just think Georgia's defensive front is so good. So what happened Alabama in the last ran the game? ball really well yeah. against Cincinnati. Can yes. they do that against Georgia? Well, here's the thing that, that I would say about that is I thought Cincinnati's defense was the best part of their club uh, this year. Didn't get a, you know, didn't get a lot of publicity. Their, their running game was really good, and their quarterback was good. But I thought their defensive line and their secondary was maybe one of the strengths of their team. And, and Alabama just took it right at them. I just don't know how good Alabama's offensive line really is. Yeah, and they have an injury there, too. So, right. and, and the injuries are obviously a big part of how you look at this game. Missing a key receiver, missing a key offensive lineman, missing a key defensive player. Yeah, I mean, look, Meshi's a good player, all right? And, uh, you know, to me, of all the championships, if Alabama wins this thing, this will be one of the more unlikely. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. Yeah. So it is what it is. All right. So my feeling is very simply, and uh, continuing the discussion for the next couple of minutes before we move on to the Saints, I think Georgia's the better team. And yet I'm still having trouble. You know, you got you to gotta push the button if you're voting, right? <laughs> I, got the, I got the red button here and the other button here. I'm having trouble pushing the button for Georgia. It's the old innocent till proven guilty theory, right? I mean, Alabama's innocent. So proven guilty. They just get it done when it matters. Georgia has not proven that yet. Should have done it in 2018. They blew a double-digit lead to Alabama in that game and lost in overtime in the national championship game. I mean, all things come to an end. At some point, you got to get over the hump. If Georgia doesn't get over the hump this time, are they ever going to do it? I don't know when. I mean, to me, this is their team. Because this, I think they're better. I yeah, this is their team. This is their year. I don't I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't understand that if they don't. Well, I do understand it. They're playing Alabama, but this is their best opportunity. Although I will say, Kenny, that, and I told this to to, to many high school coaches. Sometimes you win in the years that you don't think you are, and you know, I mean, did you have LSU even in 2019? Did you have them penciled in as a as a semifinal team? I, I thought they had a chance, but I didn't think they were the right. best, I, I best thought, team entering the season. I, I thought they were maybe a top ten team. All right, but no one saw so, so no one no one saw that. No, I don't think anybody saw that coming, or maybe maybe a few did, or maybe some would say they did. Right, but I I don't know. Look, I thought they were good. But who knew that they were going to be that exceptional? Who knew that you'd see Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase step up and become the players they became? Who knew that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would step up and become the kind of player he became? Who knew that Joe Burrow would go from being what looked like a pretty good uh, to good quarterback to being an elite quarterback? Uh, who knew? Who knew that LSU's offensive line would be voted the best offensive line in the country that year, whether it was or wasn't? Because I mean, I it was on, because it was a huge it was a huge. It was a huge question mark the year before. Am I right? Yes. And then all of a sudden, and you know, here's the thing too. They're running. They're running out of. Um, 
they're running out of empty formations too. And they're still protecting the quarterback. Well, that's what Joe Burrow loves. He loves Joe Burrow loves empty formations. That's his that's his forte, and he's like that right now with the Cincinnati Bengals. That's truly what he wants uh, to operate from most of the time and where he has the most success. He loves the opportunity to have maximum number of receivers out in the pattern, and he can survey and pan-pick who he's going to go to because he feels strongly about his decision-making that he makes on a regular basis. And obviously he makes great decisions, and if you have a lot of weapons to make those decisions with it, it certainly makes those decisions significantly easier as well. So I think all of that is part of this dynamic that we're talking about, and clearly uh, Joe Burrow had the decision to spread the wealth. We didn't even mention Thaddeus Moss, and he's awfully good too. I mean, you're talking about a guy in Thaddeus Moss that was an exceptional college tight end. Exceptional. So... I mean, you've got all of that to consider, and I think there's clearly an indication as to LSU being just that good, but nobody saw it coming that they would be so exceptional that particular year. Can Georgia win this game? Yes. Am I going to pick them to win the game? I probably am, <laughs> and, it, and it's going to come with a heavy reservation. What's the old saying? You don't pick against Nick Saban, I guess. Or maybe it's not an old saying, but maybe I should have created that because I don't know how you, I don't know how you go against that guy with what he's accomplished. And yet, when I look at the two teams, when I look at the fact that you've got to beat this team a second time in just a few weeks in the same season, I just think it's a difficult task. It can be done, and if anybody can do it, it's Saban. But at the same time, I I really do think Georgia, based on what I've seen, is a better team overall and has the better players. Just my opinion. I, I mean. Again, my opinion. Your opinion is welcome at 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 to join us. Love to hear from you. As we originate live from the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic at the Alario Center where a semifinal game is about to get underway. Beaumont United uh, in this game from Texas getting ready to take on Newton, Georgia, a terrific team that we've talked about with three Power Five conference commits already. The game is just underway. And, of course, the winner of this one goes to a championship game to be played later this evening. So that's the setup. That's the story here from the Alario Center. As we speak, Ed will rejoin us shortly. If you'd like to join in the conversation, express your opinion, it's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. To participate, we would love to hear from you. We'll take a time out here when we continue in just a moment. We'll have our conversation about the New Orleans Saints. We'll get into that about the Saints later on, the Pelicans too. And again, your calls about any sports topic that we've discussed already are ready to come. 260-1061. Three Tailgater Show continues in a moment here on 1061 FM Nash Icon on the web at Nash FM 1061. Exodus chapter 2 tells the story of the children of Israel in Egypt. It said they continue to groan under the burden of their bondage. 
they cried out for help, and their cry rose up to God. It said God heard their groaning. He remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, and he looked down on the people of Israel, and he knew it was time to act. Well, let me give you some more good news for right now. In the middle of your most difficult times, know this, God has not changed. He still sees, he still hears, he still remembers. This is Michael Green inviting you to join me and Linda this week at LifeGate, 1317 Butternut Avenue in Metairie. We start at 10 o'clock. We will worship and we will speak words of peace, encouragement, and Holy Spirit insight. Follow us on Facebook at LifeGate Church Ministries, or you can follow the messages on YouTube, Michael Green, LifeGate Ministries. But in the meantime, remember this, he sees, he hears, and he remembers. (laughs) That's good news. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. Your weekly forum for genuine, substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 Nash Icon. NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call 504-260-1061. Ken and Ed with you here from the Alario Center as the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic continues. All four championships live on CrescentCitySports.com beginning at 2 p.m. this afternoon. And we'll get into the Saints in just a moment, but first up to callers, 260-1061. Joe's in Mandeville. Hey, Joe, Happy New Year to you. How you doing? Happy New Year to you, Ken. Thank you, buddy. Let me help you out with this national championship, Ken. It's been four times since Saban's been declared as underdogs, right? Technically yep. three. But you know what his record is? Yeah. He's three and up. Sure do. Sure do. You know the margin of victory? Sure do. Yeah, not one, not two, but three scores. Okay. Right. There's no way I'm betting against that. No way. Yeah, oh, listen, I I understand that completely, <laughs> Joe. I really do, and Ed, I think probably will concur in a moment when he comments. But look, I, I I'm with you. I, I'm having the toughest time, like I said, pushing the button for Georgia. Watching the teams, I just think Georgia's got better players overall, and I think they're they're poised. And I think the whole rematch thing makes it difficult. If it's a one-off, I'd never pick against Saban. This isn't a one-off. It's a rematch of a game just played a few weeks ago. But uh, would I be surprised if Alabama won? Of course not. And I'd probably, if Alabama wins, I'll I'll just uh, beat myself up for going the other way in the game because I feel the same way about Saban. And history tells you everything you need to know about what he does in these games and also what he's done against Kirby Smart in his career. Ed? Well, look, I you know, you're not going to – you're not going to uh, – get me to uh, disagree with what Joe said. I, it's extremely logical and it, you know what, might be smart too. I get it. But I just think that 
Georgia has the team that is able to do it. And, you know, they don't this year. Then, like I said, I don't know when. I mean, the SEC championship game was strange. Bryce Young had a huge game, and he's going to have to throw the ball. Because right. I just don't think they're going to be able to run with that offensive line against that defensive Correct. front for Georgia. They couldn't run on a and right. They couldn't run on LSU. You know what, again? They couldn't run on Auburn. And, again, in a championship game, in a championship game, I'm always picking the team that has the, 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 better, the better running game and the better defense. That's what I'm doing. Now, if Bryce Young changes all of that, then – Which he could. Which he quite could. The only thing I can tell you is I've watched Georgia play all season long, as you have. They had a lead early in that game. I don't know what happened. I think one of the things that happens in a game like that is if you lose the momentum early, then uh, it's hard to get it back. And it kind of snowballed. But there's no doubt that Alabama has a lot of confidence in this game, um, you know, against against a team like this. But I, I just, you know, I'm just, I just think that Georgia is just way overdue. Let me let me bring this in real quick. Ground Zero sure. in Tuscaloosa, word has it that he pulled the old executive maneuver and he crunched his own tape and he put up his own game plan. Didn't use anybody. Are you kidding me? This guy had the perfect game plan against Georgia, and it wasn't even close. There's no way you can go against this guy. He knows exactly what to do, and he knows Kirby Smart better than anybody. Okay? And the other thing about Kirby Smart is he hasn't won the big one yet, whether it's an SEC no, I, I, game or anything. This guy Joe, needs I, to at prove some point, to me. Right. At, well, he needs to prove it to well, everybody, well, but at some, at some point, nobody won the big game, okay? At some point, yeah. Nick Saban hadn't won the big game. At some point, a lot of people hadn't won it. Dabo Swinney, you could say the same. I could go on and on right. about guys. So I, I, what you're saying is totally logical. What you're saying makes all the sense in the world. What you're saying, you're talking about the best coach in the history of college football. All of that is true. All of it makes sense. I'm just, I'm just trusting my eyes and what I've watched over several games uh, with these teams in terms of what I think is going to happen in one game. One game. That, that's it. That's my, my thought process here. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, Ed. Yeah, I, I agree. And look, you know, the, the point about... No one knows Kirby Smart better than Nick Saban. I don't think anyone knows Nick Saban better than Kirby Smart. Yeah. I mean, golly, they work, he worked with the band for years. I mean, you can flip that around, all right? Now look, I, I, Joe, but, but Joe, if you're right, you, you know, no one's going to be shocked. No. See, I won't. That's, that's why it's a three-point yeah, spread. That's, that's, that's why, why it's, it's a three-point spread. Right. Nobody's going to be shocked, Joe. No. no. And, 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 you know, and look, this is why I'm advocating for the big – 12-game playoff thing, okay? You know this thing isn't going to be close, okay? And it was the same way with the four other, the two other games in the semifinals. Maybe, just maybe, with the 12-game playoff, you'll have some exciting games in there, okay? Because the record shows that it hasn't been that close at all, okay? Maybe one yeah. or two, and they were, you know, against a team like Oklahoma who had no defense, right? So, yeah. And the other thing about Texas Bowls, Bad move here for LSU here. I would have pulled out. This does not look good. I think you did more damage to your brand than you ever have. Okay? It's not – and you really can't fault the players. It's a culture thing if you're going to pull out or opt out. I think it's high time to go ahead and start paying these players for the bowl games. Okay? 
You don't have to pay them a lot. Just give them enough incentive to stay in the game. Okay? And that is a big payroll because you're talking, what, 85 on every team? Uh, who's going to pay for that? Well, who's going to pay for it? And I have seen the payroll. I mean, I have seen the spreadsheets to these bowl games. Okay? You're making a lot of money. Some of them are losing, but a lot of them are making a lot of money or else they wouldn't be having all of these bowl games. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you know what? I, I, if it, you would you would put a lot of pressure on the bowl games if you had to start paying the players. I'm just telling you because the payouts the payouts right now are, are high and and you know some of these games are getting squeezed because the look the, the attendance at the Sugar Bowl was excellent, Joe. Yeah. But the attendance in a lot of these games is not good. All right. And again, well, you know, you know I know it sounds. I know it sounds crazy, Joe, but I'm just I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Who pays for it? You don't think the committee would do that? You don't think Sugar Bowl would do that? Are you kidding me? Eighty-five thousand. Well, but 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 just because you pay the players doesn't mean your attendance number is going up. Look, I you know look, Joe. Like I said before, I'm thinking about it as the presenter. All right. Right. I'm not thinking about if, as a fan, and uh, from the the standpoint of what makes the game better, like you are, and I don't have that. Which the way you're thinking is not illogical. It's quite reasonable. But I'm just saying, if I'm if I'm going to pay an, a left guard to stay in the game, then am, am I going to get my money back on my investment? That's all I would ask. Well, I know you can do that with the quarterback. You, pay you can do it with the quarterbacks, but here's, you know, look, I, I don't, I, I just, the bottom line to me on the bowls, the bottom line, the bottom line on the bowls is this, okay? The bowls have a real problem on their hands. And I don't, I think there's, there's probably too many of them. You know, one of the things that the New Orleans Bowl executive director, Bill Ferranti, who's been on this this show with Kenny and has been on our TV show, he mentioned to me something that I thought was very interesting. 21 or 22 years ago when they got started, they were the 25th bowl. Now what is there, 44, Kenny? Yeah, yeah, like 44, 45. 44. Yeah. You know, Joe, it might be one of those things where the market dictates that we don't have as many. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, may, it may be that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Consolidate those bowls either. Yeah, but as far as no. how much the 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 game the other night hurt LSU's brand, if 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 they beat Florida State in the opener next year, nobody will care about that. No one will care. No one will even remember. Basically. Yeah, I, I, think, I agree with that. I think it'll be old news. Yeah, and, and, and that's just that's just my opinion, you know, and and that's how I feel about it. Sure. I just hope they get a chance to play Texas again soon. They will in the yeah. SEC. I mean, we can oh. settle that argument every year, Joseph. Oh, my goodness. No more running and hiding from Texas. You will. Be <laughs> oh, yeah, they're hiding from Texas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe, they're hiding from Texas. Oh, my. I guarantee you. <laughs> Holy smoke. <laughs> Joseph. Joseph. Well, why did y'all cancel know, last year? Joseph. We were all set to play. And y'all because it, no, because no, 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 Joseph. That was, a, that was a league rule because of COVID. You could not play any, and I didn't agree with it. It had nothing to do with LSU. Okay, it has nothing to do with LSU. The league dictated 
that because of COVID protocol that only league games would be played. You know that, too. It didn't have Joseph. anything to do with Dallas. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. They they dictated, the league dictated to all the schools Come that on, they could Joe. not that they could not play out of conference games. Come on, Joseph. Joseph, be fair. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, LSU is part of the SEC, and they had no yeah. choice. Yep. Just like when the University of Texas jumps up and becomes part of the SEC. Yeah. Notice I use the word up, Joe. Yeah. When they jump up, they'll follow whatever the league says. Oh. What are you talking about? They're, they're <laughs> opting out. I mean, come on. What? Just now that you All right, Joe. One thing. Had our, hang up. Yeah, we got to We got to get. We got callers. Yeah. Five and two in bowl games. And they stomp. Oh. Yeah. They don't, don't yep. miss. Uh, I think about the Big 12 again. Uh, yeah, well, what, what's going on in bowl games right now in terms of records for conferences doesn't mean much of anything because of opt-outs, because of coaching changes, and everything else. You measure with a grain of salt, with all due respect. Joe, thank you. Appreciate it. we got to move on. It's 504-260-1061. Randy is in Chalmette. Randy, thanks for your patience, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, guys. Um let me ask you something. Now that NIL is made illegal, booster payments legal, how do you think that's going to affect college football? Already has. I mean, I, I just already has. And, uh, you know, the, the, the great player who sticks around and plays four or five years probably is not the case anymore. Would you agree? Um, well, I, I, I'm more worried about how much is it going to cost you to get a high school kid into college. Right. Well, I mean, you know, look, uh, it's it's going to be it's it's constant change. And I was talking to coaches here today. Uh, you know, look, and if, if if another school offers more NIL money, you go. That's how it goes. But when do you think it's going to end? Is it going to make college football? I don't know. That's a good question. No, no Look, clue. I don't. I don't think there's any doubt that the college game has been hurt by it. Do you, Kenny? Definitely has been. I think yeah, it's been. I think the college game has been hurt by it, and you're seeing fewer and fewer good games. And look, I can tell you right now that uh, next year is Bryce Young has been on campus two years, right? Yeah. Next year is his last year. Sure, of course that, it is. That's it. He's done. That that's easy. That's easy. A, a guy we, like, for instance, I know Randy, you're a big LSU guy, but a guy like uh, Archie Manning, who plays his four years and is a senior, and everyone talks about it, what a great career he had, and uh, and his four years at the University of Mississippi, a guy like that is long gone. Definitely. I mean, those days are gone. I and, mean, they are gone. And you know, and and give you to give you from some perspective. I don't know if a lot of people remember this, but staying in the Manning family, Eli Manning redshirted his first year at Ole Miss and then played four years. Is that right, Kenny? He redshirted 99, right, yeah. yep. and then he played 2000, 2001, 2002, and 2003. I mean, that is an archaic relic in college football now. I don't know if it's good. I really don't. But let me ask you guys one more thing. Okay. Would y'all have any concerns about drafting Derek Stingley? 
You know, that's an interesting question because you brought him up. I mean, the guy had a great freshman season, part of a national championship, and then basically kind of, uh, I don't want to make accusations at all because that's not fair. And I know his dad is a good friend and a good man. But bottom line is that he didn't play much. Could he have played more? That's debatable. I think that's fair to say. And obviously, he saw the writing on the wall with regard to money. Look, they know where they're ranked. They understand what the NFL thinks about them. And it was clear after his freshman year that he was going to be a first-round draft pick. Therefore, you know, the old protection part of that thought process right. came and to if mind. You, and if you get an injury in your third year, you're done. And I'm not, again, we talked about this topic at the start of the show. Each situation is an individual decision. And right. we're open-minded and understandable whether we agree or disagree. Some I agree with, some I disagree with. You know, did he not play when he could have played? I guess that's possible. Ultimately, the player uh, decides about that, unless your name is Antonio Brown, apparently. But that's another story for another day. But, look, I don't think it's going to impact how they look at him because they're just looking at ability and who they think can make their team better. Right. If they think he's an elite cover corner, they're going to draft guess him. Guess what? They, he's drafted. I don't think there's would, any doubt. Would you be worried that he won't play when he's hurt? Well, again, that's that's a... That remains to be seen, right? No, you're I'm on not. the you're on the pro level, and if you're not hurt or you're hurt in very minor fashion, and you're opting not to play, you're not going to be part of that for very long. They're not going to yeah. tolerate that. I can assure you. Yeah, I think it's a whole different dynamic. I really do. When you. you get to the pro game, yep, I really do. Thank God. Pleasure. Oh, your brief time out. We'll get to. Kurt, Tom, stand by. You're next as we continue. Ken and Ed, 3 Tailgaters Show, here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. cancerscreeninfo.com. Today on Hey Culligan, how smart is your water? Here's Tracy. Hey Culligan, I think my water might be dumb. Good news, Tracy. Your water's not dumb, it's just not talking to you. You can make my water talk. No, but the new Culligan smart drinking water system can talk to your phone to tell you when your water filters need changing and help you meet drinking water goals. Now that's some brilliant H2O. You said it, Tracy, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's has it all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. 
To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635-635. It takes all of us to advance social justice. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to CancerScreenQuiz.com now and take the American Cancer Society's two-minute cancer screening quiz to find out what screening tests are right for you. Don't wait. Take the quiz. Get screened. Go to CancerScreenQuiz.com now. CancerScreenQuiz.com. Family-owned and Operated by a great local family, Bergeron Volvo at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has a full stock of fabulous 2021 vehicles with a wide range of the XC Series, including the XC40, the XC60, and the XC90. If you are looking for a luxury sedan, see the S60 or S90. Don't forget the XC90 Hybrid or rugged V90 Cross Country from Bergeron Volvo. Visit BergeronVolvoCars.com. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at BergeronVolvo.com today. Want to call an audible? Throw a flag? Call a technical? It's all good. Go for it now on a three tailgater show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now, 504-260-1061. Right back to your calls, and first up, here's Kurt. Anyone say, Kurt, glad you called. Welcome to the three tailgater show. Good morning. Hey guys, great to hear y'all voice in 2022. Quick, two, two quick comments uh, college wise. I usually don't talk any college, but I got Georgia by six. I hate to say it. I'd like to see them win, but the great Georgia defense needs to show up against the great Nick Saban. Bottom line, got to do it. I, you know, they're great, they're great, they're great. Do it against him. Easier said than done. The second thing, Nunsmeyer, I would have loved to see him play as well. And I think all of this money and sponsorship. It's just giving less and less loyalty to the school. You know, five, six hundred, you know, four, five hundred thousand dollar educations don't mean nothing no more to some people, and it really upsets me. You know, it's kind of, you know, kind of aggravates me. So I'm just gonna put that out there. Um, well, look, there's there's two tiers, Kurt, of yeah. of player, okay, and yeah. the elite player who's gonna make the money is not gonna be there a long time, right? Yeah. And you, then can't you, argue got the, you can't argue with generational and, money. No, 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 you can't argue with that. You cannot. No. And then there's the second upsetting. tier. who The second tier who's from Louisiana and loves LSU and wants but, to wear the uniform for as long as they can. But, and but, that's, but, but, that's basically what you have, Kurt. But there's, but there's been a hierarchy of two-tier players for a long time. Of course, they're not making the money they're making today, but you could argue that point. 15, 20 years ago with, uh, you know, with, you, with Dion and, yeah. and other players coming out has always been a, you know, a two-tier level yeah. of players. And I think there was you know, loyalty to the school, you know? Right. Kurt, right? look, you, you make a great you know? point, all right? And and was it Billy Cannon who signed under the goalpost after an LSU bowl game? Was that him, Kenny, who signed with the AFL? I believe he did. Yes, he did okay. with, the Houston, well, I mean, with Houston. Yes, With Houston, all right? What are we talking about, 1960? That was 61 years ago. <laughs> Right. You know, and and nobody faulted Billy Cannon for taking the money. No, you know? no. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a ginormous amount of money at that time. All right. I guess nobody fault nobody faulted him, and I don't think you should fault any of these young guys for taking the money. No. They're doing. I'm not. Yeah. They're I'm not doing what they need to do. You know. It's just such a. It's just such an exodus. It's such an exodus, and such a, and such a. Uh, it's more lack of lack of loyalty to the school. That's all. 
Well, I want to ask right. you about uh, Taysom Hill tomorrow. Yeah. He needs ten or he needs ten or twelve rushing attempts. Don't you agree for us to win this game? He's got yes. I mean, he's got to get these rushing attempts, huh? Absolutely, especially if Ingram doesn't play. But even if he does play, again, they need to run the football. The problem is, is Ryan Ramchick going to play or not? If he doesn't play, their offensive line is going to be in tatters once again. And yeah. and therefore, the the best running play when your offensive line is is that beleaguered or poor or call it what you want. Is your quarterback running it because you get the extra blocker, especially when your quarterback yeah. is a good runner yeah. and it's what he does best. Right. Yeah. He's got it. He's got to. He's got to run. He's got to run. It seems like we just can't win typically with him unless he, you know, he breaks contain and you know and makes the run for it. Um, it's an interesting point. Everybody, everybody's penciling the Saints in to win this game. And they're by far not a guarantee to win this game. No. This is no, a matchup no. that's not easy for them. And in look, particular, they're missing both P.J. Williams and Bradley Roby right. against a team that throws the ball well and has thrown it well against you. Right. And here's the thing, too. Look, I know, I know, I know the Falcons are ticketed for the golf course on Monday. Mm-hmm. I get that. All right. But you know what? I think they're going to play their tails off. I do, too. On Sunday to try to knock the Saints out. I think they're going to do everything they can to get them out of there. And I'm picking the Saints to win, but I think right. it's going to be very close. I, I do think too. It's a, I think it's a field goal game again. I do too. And you know, um, you know, I don't know how you can expect the Saints to automatically be a winner in this game, where they have one touchdown in the last what three games? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, they got one touchdown in the last three games. I don't know how they're automatic on anything. Do you? Uh, can I ask one more question? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Russell Wilson, in my mind next year, out of Rodgers and Wilson, there's a lot of talk going on. To me, Wilson, I mean, because, you know, with Rodgers, they got the Devontae Adams thing. They want to travel together. Who, you know, who can afford both guys? The prima donna thing with, with Rodgers. Don't you think Wilson being able to throw the ball down the field still, 50, 60 yards, at 33, just turned 33, he's got, he's got the mobility. Isn't is it running like he used to? Still, still, still could extend the play. Don't you think Wilson might be a good fit if there's some kind of way we can get him away from, from Seattle? I know he's got two more years, and he's kind of asking all opinion on that. Yes, I think he would be a good fit. He's a high-character high guy. Yes. He's still got game. He'd be reborn, if you will, and remotivated because right. it's gotten very stale and, in Seattle, and Pete Carroll's near the end. And, and frankly, and, frankly, I like his act a lot better than I like Aaron Rodgers' act. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is a better player, but yeah. he's not coming here. Uh, in no, my I, I think he's. I think the odds are as he stays in Green Bay. I do, too. I mean, given the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I look, yeah. he, he likes his coach. They've got a Super Bowl-type team. They're always at that level. I don't get why you'd want to leave in the first place. The wild card for me is Deshaun Watson, but the cost would appear to be too high because that guy, that's where you'd want to go franchise-wise. Sure, because he's young and he's elite. He is special player. Guys, guys, with the Saints, with the Saints starting 58 starters this year, kudos yeah. to the Saints. I, mean, I think we broke the record for starting the most different guys due to COVID and injuries. But they've, they've had a lot of adversity, and I understand what Demario Davis yeah. said the other day, and I respect that. So I just want to put yep. that out there too. Thank you. You got much. it. My pleasure. Yeah, look, I wrote about it early in the week at CrescentCitySports.com. There have been a whole bunch of pieces like mine, but I had one up beginning of the week about Sean Payton deserves credit and deserves uh, to be considered for Coach of the Year. He won't be that guy because other coaches have achieved more. But given what he's had to deal with this year with four quarterbacks, four kickers, 58 starters, it's crazy uh, to be in this position to make the playoffs. 
He's done one of his best jobs ever in my estimation. 260-1061 to join us. Tom, you're up next day with us following a brief timeout here on the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and NashFM1061.com. Today on Hey Culligan's Smart Home, Smarter Water Softener, here's Kevin. Hey Culligan, can a smart water softener lift those heavy salt bags for me? Kevin, it can. <laughs> Wait, it can? Yep, the smart high-efficiency water softener from Culligan can alert your dealer when the salt needs to be replaced, and they'll do it for you, so your water stays soft and you stay away from lifting the bags. I mean, I could lift them if I wanted. No judgment here, Kevin. We're happy to do it, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Now for just $9.99 a month. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Jake! Plus watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Get football on your terms. Now for just $9.99 a month. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenna. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report Memphis Region Zone E. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day 2022. Last chance today, call the Three Tailgaters Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. From the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic at the Hilario Center, glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. So nice to be back with you on Saturday mornings. Tom lost you. If you're there, you can call back. Love to hear from you. 260-1061. Terry in Slidell. Hey, Terry, glad you're with us. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, man, football season's over, man. We got the it's basketball. It's basketball season. You know, we got General Will Wade and the Tigers. I mean, what do you, who cares about football anymore? You got in the, in the championship game, I don't know who to pull for them. I pull for Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker. Think about it. I am your father, Kirby. Am I right? Yeah, you know, it's really funny, Terry, that you mentioned that because I just find it to be amusing when it comes to SEC school affiliation fans because. You have two groups of people. You have half of them that wouldn't pull for another SEC team if their life depended on it. And you got the other half that are amongst those people chanting SEC, SEC, SEC when Alabama's winning another national championship or if Georgia wins a national championship. It's two completely different types of people. Sounds like you're more like the former. You're not about SEC teams winning the championship unless their initials are LSU. I could care less about the FCC until they get the FCC office out of out of Birmingham, Alabama, get rid of all the Alabama fans and that. And Georgia, I, I play golf with this big Georgia fan. Georgia's the greatest football team in the FCC. And 
I said, you ain't won a championship since my son was born in 1980. And if they don't win it this year, they'll never win. So I'm really pulling for, I hope Indianapolis gets like 40 inches of snow in the next two days so nobody can even get to the game. So I really don't care. I mean, I just care less. Brutal. I mean, we got to talk basketball. We got LSU just beat Kentucky Wildcats, Dale Brown Court, and now they got the Silent Queers coming into Baton Rouge. Oh, Silent Tears, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, but anyway, I mean, this is basketball. Football season's over, man. College football, got two teams from the FCC. I didn't want that because I could care less about the FCC. And, you know, I, it's, I just don't care. I mean, I'm going to have to, like I said, I guess. Deep down inside, I know who's going to win the game. Like I yep. said, Kirby, you are my son. I am, I am Darth Vader, Darth Vader, Satan, <laughs> and you are just Kirby, Kirby Smart. I got You're not it. Going to beat me. But anyway, guys, y'all have a great day and happy. All right, Jerry, thank you, thank you, buddy. Listen, thank you. Yeah, and also. Uh, shameless plug. You see, that's why you need to listen for two hours. We spent a whole segment talking about LSU basketball last hour. Yes. Not just the men and Will Wade, but the women and Kim Mulkey. See that? That's why you need to listen from 10 to noon every Saturday morning because we spent a whole segment talking about that just a little while ago for what it's worth. And, oh, by the way, LSU baseball, number three or number four, depending on which poll you look at it right now, via collegiate baseball, a perfect game in the country preseason. Really looking forward to that season too, right? Sam is in Gretna. Sam, thanks for your patience. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Is, is this uh, Ed or Kenny? Both of us. You got us both. Oh, good, good. good. No, no, I mean, on the phone there. The UT Joe character, he does that on the mega station, you know, so, so don't take it personal. <laughs> anyway, it's okay. It, 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 I wonder why he doesn't just move to Texas. I mean, he's, he is, unless he's exiled in. Mandeville because of his career, maybe. I don't know. But uh, anyway, getting, getting back to more important things with the Saints. Um, I, I, I hope our team isn't focused as much on the Rams versus San Francisco as the fans and the media are. Uh, because if it wasn't for the no-show against Atlanta, you know, tomorrow would be a moot point. And, what, I mean, if we get in the playoffs, win or lose, I would consider that like an ultra-success. But as an honest, objective Saints fan, we're not a playoff team. Now, if we get in there, okay, I'll, I'll, I won't turn that down, you know. But we're not a playoff team. We've proved it with not the injuries, the COVID, uh, four quarterbacks, four kickers, uh, one offensive line starter left over the laydown games were before the injuries kicked in. And getting back to something else, uh, I think I agree with you on Rodgers. He, he's the better quarterback, but the prima donna stuff, uh, it, it wouldn't fit here. And even if he was younger, you know, it, and, and again, I agree with you. He's the better quarterback. My thing is how much would Russ cost in terms of draft picks and salary? Would we have to gut our top five defense to get a hold of Russ? Uh, that, that would be nice, but what would be the cost to the defense and letting players uh, go that's kept us, you know, from being like, like, like three and uh, 15 so far, the defense has. Yeah. And my thing no, is you, that, yeah. uh, and, you know, see what Russ would cost us in terms of, of draft picks and salary. I mean, you could talk to his agent and find out what he's going to want and then talk to uh, Pete Carroll and the DM. If, if it's not one of the same person, find out what they're wanting up front and okay, well, how much 
defensive strength what we have to let go to get rough yeah. here. My All right. thing yeah, is that's a, we have to I got you there. All right, well, that's a lot to chew on. We're running out of time, Sam. Look. With this okay. analytics, a starter doesn't lose his job due to injury. I thought, my, my deal would be I'm kind of assuming Russ will cost us too much in draft, capital, yeah. and salary. My thing is that yep. hang on to Jameis and right. hang on to our top five defense. There you go. All right, we got to we got to move on. Thanks for the call, yes, Rudy. Right, appreciate you. it. Let us respond because we're running out of time. You got a lot for us to respond to. We only got a minute and a half here. And now we're on last night here on the station. We're on from at six o'clock every night, by the way. So you have a chance to listen in. And we spoke about this last night, but we'll speak about it briefly again. Uh, both of us last night spoke about the fact that the Saints might be better off at this point running it back with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill behind him because they have so many needs on offense and because of what you just mentioned as well, which is the cost of doing business to get a Russell Wilson or to get a Deshaun Watson, whom I think would be a fantastic get. Too much money, too much cost in terms of of revenue and what you'd have to do in terms of giving up uh, collateral and picks and so forth. So therefore, for a year, you might be better running it back with Winston. It's not a good rookie quarterback crop coming out. It is two years from now. Run it back with Winston. Go address all the other positions because now you need offensive line help. You obviously need a tight end. You obviously need wide receivers. So there's a lot there to chew on, Ed. I go get Russell Wilson. Again, it's all about the cost. I like the guy. I like the cost. You know, I I, I like the guy a lot, like you. But.